Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Thought I'd do my weekly draft team review, Supercoach Draft. We did get a W on the weekend. It wasn't overly impressive though, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Our team didn't do that well, but we did enough to get a win. Uh, a couple of my CTWs brought the shovel and had a real dig on the weekend, which uh, saved me from a pretty poor score this week, to be honest with you. Uh, as you guys know, we draft for the back end of the season, not for the early round, so it's not panic stations. Uh, but yeah, we, yeah, we, we had a few wins this weekend, but we also had a few losses. So we'll go through all of those. But this week in my competition, I played the great John Dean, JD, uh, used to work for league week, huge Dragons fan champion filler is actually our, uh, guru official photographer for our first merchandise drop. One of the great blokes all time. Absolutely love JD. Uh, so we had a really good matchup in the first week. It was pretty tight. Uh, neither of us did sensationally well, to be perfectly honest with you. It was an interesting week in my draft comp. Like obviously it's a 14 man comp, a 14 team comp. So, um, obviously the squads are really spread out. Like I think all time we've had probably 20 scores where guys have gone over a thousand points. So big, big scores are are really rare. You need a huge captain or a lot of tries scored that week. So just having a look through, I think the highest scorer in our competition this week was 762. And I think the lowest was like 650 or something. So pretty close. I think 628 was the lowest actually from Al. So pretty close, uh, about 130 from the best to the worst of the week. Uh, So pretty good results there. I scored... Where's my game? I scored a grand total of 727. John Dean scored about 672. It was really tight down in the balance until Sunday afternoon. And then uh, some of my boys put on a bit of a show. Some of my unexpected boys as well. Bit of a weird week. Uh, My top three draft picks, I think they combined 
for about 130, which was pretty shit house. Uh, not far <laughs> far from what you want, uh, but I think those boys do have more in them. But we'll go through all of my players from last weekend and talk about how they went. The first one that played for the weekend, I didn't have anyone on Thursday night. The Parramatta Eels taking on the Melbourne Storm. There, John Dean had a few guys. He had two Wonga Blake and Mitch Moses. They combined for a grand total of I think 49. It was 29 and 16, 39. Sorry, no, a little bit more than that, 45 or something. Um, I was pretty happy with that. Mitch Moses was his VC, so f- to get away with your opposition's first pick at 16 points was stoked. Uh, we then had the Newcastle Knights and the New Zealand Warriors. I had Adam Elliott, who got a 39. Um, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks now, Adam Elliott. Spoke to him last night. He will be out for a little bit, so that's a bit of a kick in the dick. Uh, for Adam Elliott owners, that's really hurts. Could be up to a month or so there. Uh, and Jackson Ford was my other guy, my fella from the Dolphins, uh, from the Dragons, that I've been talking about for a couple of years. He's made his way to the New Zealand Warriors this year. Drafted him round 17 as a bit of a speculator, and he looks like he could be my best draft um, of season 2023 at the moment. Uh, played 80 minutes on the edge for the Warriors, scored 59. Um, would have got about 50 in base, but showed his attacking upside as well with the line break. So that was fantastic. Jackson Ford, 59. Uh, put me well and truly in front to start the day, uh, to start the weekend. Uh, John also had Adam Fanua Blake, who came up with 47. Uh, just a solid score there. We then had the Penrith Panthers uh, taking on the Brisbane Broncos. We didn't have any Broncos in this game, but John had James Fisher-Harris, 52. You'll take that from him every day of the week. I had Sonny Luke, who came on and was really... Really impressive. Scored 59 points in about 29 minutes, so we love that. I uh, was very high on Sonny Luke going into this season, and if he's capable of doing that in 25 minutes, I can't wait to see what he's capable of doing once we're talking 55 or 60 minutes. So very happy with how late I went Sonny Luke and how much upside there is there. And, of course, Nathan Cleary, who was my VC with a very disappointing 53. In saying that, I thought Nath did fuck all in this game. Absolutely nothing and scored 53. Penrith looked awful. Uh, So when the Penrith Panthers do find themselves and everything, that has me very, very excited uh, for what Nath is capable of achieving. Probably back-to-back 50-point scores from the World Club Challenge into this one. Uh, Keep in mind, the World Club Challenge, he was held up over the line. He got very close to scoring in this game as well. So, uh, yeah, I think that Nath is in for a huge season once the Panthers find form. Not concerned about that at all. Uh, So, yeah, I was definitely on top at that point. Uh, Then we had the Canterbury Bulldogs and the Manly Seagulls. I was driving back down from Armadale on Saturday, listening to that game on the radio. He had Hayes Perham and Billy Army kick out, so both went for low 30s. I was very happy with that. I think they both finished the game around the, you know, 2025 mark, updated to low 30s. You'll take that every day of the week, though. And then we had the Cowboys taking on the Canberra Raiders. I had my skipper here because Nathan Cleary wasn't overly impressive. I went Joe Tappanay, who really didn't do that much better. He got 57. So captain score 114. I mean, you'll take it. Uh, It's not ideal, but I'll take it. Uh, I also had Corey Horsburgh, who came on for a stint, got 40 points, no offloads. Uh, I think that's one of the bigger parts of Corey's game. So as the season goes on, I think he'll see more and more offloads and more points. And Sebi Chris, one of my CTWs, I knew was going to be a shit fight. Had a HIA and whatnot, 25 points. Disappointing, but you just hope that he can get more attacking upside. That was against the Cowboys in North Queensland. Uh, so I'm not reading too heavily into my Canberra Raiders boys there. Uh, John Dean, he had a couple of Cowboys. Peter Hicko, 37. Always solid Peter Hicko. Felt like in that game he did very little. Scored 37, as he always does. And Reese Robson, 
I think he was his second round pick, came up with 74 points. A nice little try assist to Drinky there. Did very well. The late game, and this was the one that was the big kicker for me. And this was probably the most important game of the round for our season, for our game this weekend. Sorry. Um, so John had Colin Montungi, who he actually captained. He was a little bit short on captain options this week. So he went Colin Montungi, who scored a try and got 80. So he got 160 from him. I mean, beat my captain by 50 odds. So a pretty good decision in the end. He also had Will Kennedy, who had a really good game, 70 points. And Cam McInnes, who came on and did a shift as well, 54. So, uh, yeah, he had a pretty good game. But me, uh, I did very well in this game. I had Campbell Graham. He obviously scored two tries. Ilias put on a show for 110 Supercoach points. We love that. Teague Wilton scored a try as well for 66. We love that. And, of course, Cody Walker. He was a little bit disappointing, only 30 points. Um, yeah, I'm sort of starting to remember all the negatives I said about Cody Walker. But uh, he's a pick for the end of the season. He's a grand final uh, week pick for me. So happy to be patient on Cody Walker. Sunday then rolled round, and I was sitting in a pretty good spot. I had three players to come. Um, and John Dean had Luke Keary and about a 30-point start on me. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, he was about 80 points in front of me, pending what Luke Keary did. I thought Luke Keary had, had, had land between the 50 and 70 mark. He only got 50, as it turns out. Uh, so I was stoked with that. Uh, and thankfully, Jermaine Asako put on a show. He scored 108 points, which was unreal, because my next two CTWs absolutely stunk it up. Tommy Tillow, he got injured at one point, but that was very late in the game, so no excuses there. Only scored 19 super coach points, which was very disappointing. I was expecting a lot more from Tommy Talao. Uh, and speaking of expecting more, Calm Piera, holy fuck, just didn't get any ball. Scored five. Uh, I think he had two or three errors as well. So a guy that I was worried about because I thought he was going to have to score a heap of tries, and it looks like he is definitely going to. With Foz getting injured, that also hurts that pick as well. But I'm going to give Calm Piera a couple more weeks uh, to see how he goes out on that wing, and hopefully he can get a little bit more footy. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't alarmed by the first week. If he didn't score a try and he got 20, I could cop it. <laughs> Scoring five, though, in a Titans win, uh, definitely alarming. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah, we managed to get a win this week. Got up by about 50-odd points, which was nice. Uh, puts us in a nice spot on the waiver wire as well. I think we're sitting with the 12th waiver, uh, so we don't mind that. I think I'd rather just take the two points this week. I think during Origin, uh, with Nathan Cleary not being there, that is going to be a bit of a tough period for me. But everyone else won't be there during Origin. I've just got to survive without my captain there, obviously. Uh, so I should be okay during that period. Uh, the bench. I didn't have a single player playing on my bench. I have Zach Hoskins, who I do believe will get a start over the next few weeks. Jesse McLean, uh, who I'm a bit of a speculator. Uh, I'm going to watch him in New South Wales Cup over the next two weeks and make a decision if I keep holding him or not. Uh, then I've got Luciana Lelua, who I'm expecting to be back in round 12, and Jack DeBellin, who had the bye last week. Uh, so, yeah, holding on to him. And then Carl Oluwapu, uh, who I'd noticed was named on the uh, Bulldogs extended bench for their game this weekend. So he's an interesting one just to keep an eye on. Maybe he's New South Wales Cup debut on the weekend, uh, but I believe there's a chance you might see him in first grade over the next few weeks. So just keep an eye on that situation there with Carl. Uh, I'm very excited about him. I think that he has got uh, a pretty big future, and I think there's a chance that you could see him over the next few weeks. Uh, it is worth noting that uh, he's playing halfback this week. He played 5-8 last week for the Bulldogs. He's playing halfback this week. 
Uh, so there might be a chance that they might be getting him ready for something there. So that's in New South Wales Cup, obviously. So it's just a little situation to keep an eye on there that I'm going to hold on my bench. I don't really have any depth uh, when it comes to my halves. So to be able to have him in my side, I'm pretty happy with that. I did notice on his Instagram last night, he put up that he was in an airport. So I'm not sure why he'd be in an airport considering that the Bulldogs New South Wales Cup team, uh, they play in Sydney this week. So I do wonder if maybe... Uh, where, where do the Bulldogs play? Do they play? I, I think I'm pretty sure they play in Melbourne this week. I'm just having a look at the draw. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, they play in Melbourne. So I wonder if Carl's going down with them. He might be. They play on Saturday. So yeah, he could make it for both games, which is an interesting one. Um, yeah, one to keep an eye on that situation as it stands. Uh, but he's a guy I'm going to hold on to. He's only 5'8 at the moment. But I think if he comes into first grade, he'll have to play halfback, I would say, or at least wear number seven because Matty Burton will be six which probably means that he'll be a dual position for halfback 5'8 towards the back end of the season. Um, is he going to be a gun? I don't know, but it's just versatility, some some depth to have in my halfback 5'8. That's my sort of thinking with that one. So I'll watch it for a few weeks. Uh, if you guys have listened to me talk about draft over the years, you'll know that I draft a team that's for the back end of the season. I'll scrape together enough wins just with good decisions in the early parts of the year, but it's just about setting myself up for the back end. So for this weekend, for example... Um, um, Hoskins, McLean, Olapu, Leilua, DeBellin, and also Adam Elliott not playing, so I will only have 12 guys. Uh, but it's a risk I'm willing to take because I want to watch these guys for the first few weeks and see if there's any upside in them and see if they could be guys that are really worthwhile for me at the back end of the season. So that's how I play draft. I'll back myself just to make the finals, and I'll back myself to build a good enough team for the back end. Now, my game this week... Going to be an interesting one coming up against the guy that won the wooden spoon in our comp last year. Curdy boy, I know he'll be listening to this one. Very, very keen. Pretends like he's not, but keen as all hell. Uh, good fella too. Taking on him this week. Uh, I am taking him on this week. I'll only have 12, but he's got Cam Munster, so he's out. Um, and Kurt, if, if you ask him, he'll tell you he's the unluckiest bloke in the world. So this fits his narrative real good. I, th- I think it's probably worthwhile for him, to be honest with you. Uh, so Cam Munster is out. Uh, so that helps my cause. He's also got Tavita Pangai Jr. who's out as well. Uh, oh, Lume Lume's out as well. That'll really hurt Kurt. And Nathan Brown, he, he's gone for a bit of a guru approach here. He's, uh, he's hoarding a lot of injured players and whatnot. Uh, when I have looked through his team, he's got Brian To'o. Uh, obviously, you know, if Brian To'o does well. Nathan Cleary will probably do well, so I'm okay with that. He's got Gutho and Sean Russell in the Parramatta side. little win for him with uh, Sean Russell being named for the Parramatta Eels this week. They take on the Sharkies, so um, a team that, you know, defensively is pretty strong, so I'm not. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Super concerned about that either, to be honest with you. Other danger players that he's got, Blake Braley, Britt Nakora against Parramatta. I don't mind that. 
Daniel Tupu uh, against the New Zealand Warriors. That's got potential to be a scary one for me, but I'm not overly convinced on the Roosters right now. And then he's got SJ and Tamare Martin. He's got both New Zealand Warriors halves. That is bold, bold stuff there. Uh, and then he finishes with Twal off Hengawi. So a couple of really good base stat sort of guys, Dane Gagai and Aaron Clark from the Gold Coast Titans. So uh, despite myself only having 12 players and not the greatest matchups of all time, uh, I still think that I can compete with Kurt Side without Munster. Uh, I think this one will be decided this week by either who scores more tries or just who has the bigger blowout captain score. So he's got it on Brian Toto and Clint Gutherson as it stands right now. I will probably go with Nathan Cleary and Joe Tappanay. My worry with my side this week is that the draw isn't overly favorable for me. Uh, it's not ideal uh, because obviously Thursday night is the first game where I will have Campbell Graham, Nathan Cleary, Cody Worker. So of my first five picks, I'll have three of them playing in that game. I'll also have Sonny Luke. Uh, so it sort of rules out two of my you know, potential captain and VC options in Nathan Cleary, Campbell Graham. I will obviously take Cleary. Hopefully uh, the Panthers put on a show there and can put on a big score and I can sort of win this game on Thursday night potentially. But I am one player short and I do have a couple of CTWs that are very fucking disappointing as well. So I think it'll be a close one. Uh, Teague Wilton comes up against the Parramatta Eels. Don't mind that. Jackson Ford against the Roosters. Don't mind that as well. Uh, Joe Tappanay. This will be the interesting one against the Dolphins. If Tappanay can put on a big performance there, he might be a captain option for me if Nathan Cleary doesn't fire, uh, but I wasn't overly enthused with Joe Tapanay last week, but he's a pick for the back end of the season anyway. Uh, then I've got Jermaine Asako. Hopefully he can put on another show for the Dolphins against the Canberraiders. I actually think that the Dolphins are a sniff here. I really do uh, going to KO Stadium, so hopefully Asako can throw over a few goals, maybe score a meaty. And then Corey Hawes with Sebastian Chris. Tommy Talau, he takes on the Newcastle Knights. Hopefully him and Adam Dewey put on a show there. Leichhardt over once again. And then Pierre against the Dragons. Uh, would really love double digits from Pierre. That would take me a long way. So if Pierre does what he did last week and scores me under 10, uh, I might as well be playing with 11 guys. So it'll be interesting this one. Very interesting. I think it will come down to captain scores uh, and who gets those really high ceilings and who scores the most tries. So, as I said, though, guys, uh, these early season games in draft, for me, they are just all about getting ready for the back end, setting your team up, having a couple of plays at guys that could really be high end towards the back end. To be honest with you, I thought Jackson Ford was going to be a long wait. Uh, turns out he's come pretty good early. Hopefully, uh, that doesn't blow up in my face this weekend, but hopefully he's been a good little get. I think Zach Hoskins will really come into his own over the next few weeks, and hopefully, Zach Hosking actually sneaks his way onto the Penrith Panthers bench, because then that would give me 13 players, which would be unreal for this game. And hopefully uh, he can eventually get an opportunity. Uh, and hopefully there's a HIA at some point. He's 18th man and he comes on or a few HIAs or whatever. That would be ideal. But yeah, it looks like we'll probably play with 12 this week. Kurt's missing his main player, his number one pick. So it probably evens up to be fair. Uh, and I think this one will come down to who scores the most tries or who has that much, much higher uh, captain score this week. Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.